Hey everyone, this is Matt and welcome to the last episode of our road trip series. A unique look at a trip I took to help my mom with a heart procedure down in Myrtle Beach. I told you everything that's happened and now I want to give you my final thoughts in this episode number nine. I remember I started the episode, this series and I talked about the complex relationship with my mom. I read a passage on 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 4 to 8. And I want to read that again because my mom, she's in this. You know, it starts off in verse 4, but if a widow has children or grandchildren, these should learn, first of all, to put their religion into practice by caring for their own family and so repaying their parents and grandparents, for this is pleasing to God. Now, my mom's a widow. She lost her husband. She has me. I'm her child. And so am I supposed to take care of her? And my relationship with her has been such that I have not been doing that. I have really struggled in my relationship with her and I've always feel guilty. Like, do I, what do I do? And the, and the, and the passage continues, the widow who is really in need and left all alone puts her hope in God and continues night and day to pray to ask God for help. But the widow who lives for pleasure is dead even while she lives, give the people these instructions so that no one may be open to blame. Anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially for their own household has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Whoa, some really harsh stuff. And so what, do I, what does that have to deal with me? I mean, my mom's a widow and I haven't really taken care of her. And I went on this trip and I'm trying to figure out where do I go moving forward? What do I do? What do I owe my mom? Do I have to take care of her forever or what's going on? Because the problem is, is that my mom is manipulative. And what do you do with a manipulative parent who abandoned their own child for their own pleasure? What do I owe them? What about the one who wastes their money constantly, who always eats out, never cooks a meal, and they continue to live this way for decades no matter how many years pass, no matter how many problems they have, no matter how many financial difficulties, they still continue to live that way. No matter how many times that people tell them and encourage them to change. My sister has literally spent tens of thousands of dollars to support her. And I've been asked to now because she gave up. <laughs> Just this past year, I gave my mom money so that she could pay off some bills. And I didn't know that it was so bad until I went down there. This trip made me realize that when my mom smiles at me, it's not at me. And it's not at me being with her, but at the groceries or gas errands that I ran. It wasn't my company in the hospital of being there when she needed it, but that I could wait on her hand and foot and be at her beck and call. I'm still her child, but she's manipulative. I haven't asked or received anything from her since I was 15 years old. The Bible is clear that I should support my parents. But what happens when you try and your words fall on deaf ears? It's like you tell them to change and help them, but they just go back to their previous habits. And this has been going on for 35 years. It's the reason why my dad got their divorce with her or she divorced my dad because he wouldn't let her go out and spend money that they didn't have. That was ultimately the number one reason for the divorce because she couldn't get what she wanted. It's like talking to deaf ears. 
So what do you do with somebody who doesn't want to change and who's provided ways out constantly but continues to go back? It reminds me of recently there's this hit me because it was a former NBA player who was a multimillionaire. His name was Delonte West, and he had a lot of issues. He played in the in the league for in the NBA for years, and then he just disappeared. It turns out he was homeless on the street begging for money, and some people found out about it, told some other people, and an NBA owner as well as some other players came and helped him out. They got him cleaned up, got him sober. Six months he was back on the streets. How much can you do? Looking at my mom's relationship, I feel my conscience is clear. I've tried. I've done all I can. And my relationship with her has ended in my mind. I could be a bad son, but I don't think so. Being a parent isn't a right. It's a privilege. However, if she goes through another operation, guess what? I'll be there. I just can't do the day-to-day stuff with her. Since this trip, she has called me three, well, let's be honest, two to three times a day since I got home and has left messages. I have not responded even once. I just can't talk with her. I've listened to all the messages, but I can't give her what she needs. And it's really sad. And you might call me heartless, but I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it for my mental health. There's many broken relationships out there. And if you're listening to this, maybe you have a broken relationship with a parent. You know, God can fix anything, but I don't see it happening in this situation. I hope I'm wrong. I've just given up on that hope. I thought maybe it could change on this trip. I mean, this is a life-altering thing. I mean, you're having a heart surgery that is literally the substitute or the better procedure than open heart surgery. And when you have open heart surgery in your mid seventies, you know, you don't have much time left. And so I was hoping that that might change some things, but it didn't. It just brought them everything up to the surface. The first couple hours weren't bad. I just felt no connection to her. And as the trip went on, I felt like I lost something. I felt no love. I think I lost the delusion that I love my mom or that my mom loves me. I still want the best for her. I still want her to thrive and be without pain. But love has to be cultivated. And right now, it's like a plant that's withered and dried up. So what can I do? Well, I can work on my own life. I can work on my own parenting and my own husband's skills. And I can pray for my mom. So what can we do? What can, how can we deal with a parent who is manipulative or toxic? I got some great thoughts from a website called Paired Life. Never seen it before. I just Googled it and, and it gave some the following recommendations along with some of the things that I've changed. The first thing you have to do with a toxic parent is, or a manipulative parent, or someone you don't have a relationship with or you struggle with. And a lot of kids... I should say kids, a lot of people my age and younger have toxic relationships with their parents. The My daughter's friends, there's not one of them that I know of that she's talked to me that doesn't have a toxic relationship with their parents. And the first thing, I want to give you the following recommendation. Number one, I think you have to determine whether or not a relationship is even possible. See, some we, we assume that we have to have a relationship. That's not true. 
Some parents are so toxic that a relationship with them must be limited or not done. They may have harmful behaviors such as substance abuse, being controlling and manipulative, being mean, being overly dependent and clingy. Some parents and caregivers can be sadistic monsters. Yes, the Bible says we should honor our fathers and mothers because it's the right thing to do. But we also need to allow ourselves to take measures to protect us from harmful parental behavior. We shouldn't feel guilty if we choose to avoid or limit our contact with toxic parents to protect our mental health. Don't just assume that just because you're a child that you have to always do everything for your parent. you got to worry about your own self as well. Second, don't let their words define you. See, many people allow their parents' harmful behavior to define who they are. People my age or a little bit younger, adult children of toxic parents may identify themselves as the words that their parents use to describe them. Ugly, stupid, naive, lazy, weak, bad. And because those definitions are the negative messages they heard growing up, that's what they think of themselves. For a long time, my parents in part defined who I was. I was a lesser human being who was dumb and couldn't do anything right. Remember, I barely graduated high school. Somehow I made it through college. However, God sees us differently. Remember, he sent Jesus to die for me, so obviously I'm highly valued. God sees me as I truly am, an intelligent, capable, and wise guy who deserves honor and respect. You need to reject the negative childhood messages and stop blaming yourself for how your parents treated you. It wasn't your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. You shouldn't see yourself as stupid or a lower species of human who deserve constant punishment. Don't let their words define who you are. Three, recognize your parents' behavior as toxic and don't excuse it. See, some parents are mean, judgmental, or controlling for reasons we don't understand, and we may never will. There are other more obvious reasons why parents do what they do, such as substance abuse, mental health issues. They may have emotional problems like anger that taint their judgment and make them lose self-control. They may be clingy or overprotective and constantly interfering in their adult children's lives. Others may use the honor command to control and guilt their adult kids into doing things their kids don't want to do. Parents are notorious for using guilt. And that's one of the hardest things that I'm trying not to pass on to my children. I don't want to ever use guilt to get them to do something because it's a terrible thing to do and it's just wrong. Recognize that your parents' behavior may be toxic. Don't excuse it. Number four, no matter what has happened to you, forgive them. So forgiving is not an easy process and it can take a whole mess of time. A painful childhood isn't going to heal overnight. It's incredibly difficult to admit that the parents who were supposed to love, nurture, and protect us were unloving, mean, neglectful, drunk, high on drugs, abusive, or just plain cruel. How can you forgive them? Hard as it is, when you begin this process, it'll help you let go of the resentment and emotional pain. Because if you hold on to those feelings, they're going to poison your lives and your relationships. I experienced this big time when I was younger. and When I first got married to Jeanette, I had major, major anger management issues. 
And I've had that in the background my entire adult life because it's how I was raised and taught to behave. My forgiveness for my parents wasn't for them. It was for me to let go of the pain and stop the self-torture. Because when you decide to forgive your parents, you will stop obsessing about how you had been wronged and begin to heal from the hurts. I had to let go of all the things I thought I needed to move forward, such as answers to many questions. I had to leave my mom. I'm going to leave her in God's hands. Pray for her and just move on. Number five, set boundaries. Any way to protect yourselves from toxic relations with your parents or caregivers is to set a relationship with boundaries. Parents do not have the right to put us down, control us, manipulate us, or to use us to meet their emotional needs. We can set limits on a needy parent who continually calls us during the day by limiting the phone calls. Don't answer them. We can tell them we're not going to be around if they're drunk or high. We can demand that topics such as our personal lives are off limits. Demand to be treated with respect. Don't feel guilty if we avoid parents who are critical, negative, or whiny. Another way we can protect ourselves is not sharing our personal lives and keeping ever keeping any conversations at a superficial level. That way parents don't have the ammunition to degrade us and put us down. So that's where I am. I'm in the midst of setting boundaries for my mom. And I don't know exactly where it's going to go. I just know that I can't keep her in my daily life. I can't. I just can't deal with her. It'll destroy my mental health. And I can't deal with her manipulations and her lies and her the way she spends the way she doesn't take care of herself. I just can't take it. And I've said all that I can say. And that's the way it is. However, if she goes through another operation, I'll be down there. That's my boundaries. That's where I've decided it should be. If she's in a life-altering thing, I will go down there and be there for her. And I know that I won't bring her any comfort. She'll just use me. And that's okay. Because I'm going into it knowing that. So I don't know where you are. I don't know what kind of relationship with you you have with your parents. I hope it's a good one. But I know that's kind of rare. <laughs> I hope you had great parents. But if you don't, maybe this will be a nice battle plan for you to figure out how to deal with them the rest of your life. And this little trip to South Carolina has totally changed so much in my life. I hope you enjoyed my crazy few days in Myrtle Beach with my mom And I hope it may have encouraged you in some way. And if you have bad parents, you're not alone. We're not all perfect, but that's okay. Because God God says it's okay. Because we're not, we don't need to be perfect. Jesus is perfect. And we're going to point to him and not to us. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. Next week, I'll be back to our Daniel series. God bless. And I'll see you in the next pod.